Wi-Fi, Alexa-targeted marketing, video surveillance, AI, wetwire, Skynet, nanotechnology. Technology is a marvelous thing and represents the edges of what humankind can create. What's common today was once the newfangled thing. And with the increasing speed of innovation of technology, we are now faster than ever. We're not slowing down anytime soon. However, the ethics conversation and the outworking of technology and the impact it has on society and culture, that conversation hasn't happened nearly as fast as the technical ability. Just because we can, should we? What happens if a technology fails? Do we have generations of unprepared people? Think on this and formulate some questions of your own as we launch out onto the loop and discuss the overreach of technology on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends, Brian and myself, who want to spark your curiosity, help you integrate information, enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world. And we do this by sharing conversations with you that ex- explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics. You can find us at www.curiositycontinuum.com. All the links that you need are there. You can listen to us, follow us on social media, interact, and rate us. Right now, there's a lot of direct messages that are coming in, some really helpful feedback from it, where it just helps people pinpoint some different ways of thinking, which is our goal. So thank you, everybody, for uh, those comments. Continue to send them in. Josh and I review every single one, and we make sure we integrate the information well. Yeah, absolutely. We don't just review them. We actually talk about them. So <laughs> yeah, you're and, making us talk. Yeah, you're making us talk, which is the whole point of this. So we really, really do appreciate this. So I want to kind of jump into this. Um, Brian, what was what was what was the whole thing about this that you wanted to really really hit on today? This is um, a little bit of talking about the need for something like a, a philosophical and ethical moral conversation that goes along with technology. Okay, because um, that's part of it, as you know, because there's a counterbalance with it of the ability. And then there's a question of what do we do with this ability? Because right. the technology itself is amoral. It's not good or evil. It just right. is what it it's is. what we do with it. But, you know, my son raised a really good point about what was the intention of the person who created the technology? See, because technology is beginning to kind of create itself, but you can even go back again in phases and go, what was the original intent of this and what happened? You said that there was a Google AI thing that happened recently, right? Right. I mean, I, I don't know if this was like super recent, but it was a few years back where uh, Google did an experiment where they created AI and they created an AI construct. They created two of them, in fact, and they had them in two separate computers and they integrated and networked them together so they could talk to one another. Yeah. And so at first they were speaking in English or a language that the programmers could understand. And very quickly, they they gave them the ability to learn. So it wasn't just AI that could speak. It was AI that could actually learn and adapt. Okay. So what happened was they started speaking in a language they made up. And they had no idea what they were talking about. So very quickly, it was only like a few days that the Google engineers actually shut down the experiment. Right. So here's my question. I mean, crazy that that can happen. Mm-hmm. But my question is this. Why did they shut it down? Because here's the deal. Because if the technology can create a language, you know, if it was only like, but isn't this fascinating? Let's see where this goes. Yeah. It's because they distrusted <laughs> they were, it. They were scared. They were scared. Like they, they were thinking of the uh, Terminator future. Yeah. Where, you know, 
uh, we won't be back in a way <laughs> where we're the problem. Yeah. And this is how it starts. Right. But so, but the backs up to But what was the intent of that in the first place? Was, what did they even know? Did they even know? See, that's what I'm, that's the one thing that kind of actually worries me. And a lot of times about people is we don't know. Like, I don't really, I mean, maybe Einstein, for example, knew because he did not want to create the atomic bomb or help create it. Yeah. He knew what would happen with he it. He did the math. He figured it out. He also knew the intent of people in yeah. general, maybe like a person is probably a good person, but people as a whole may not be, or yeah. they may have a bad idea or a bad, you know, like the atomic, I'm just going to go back to the atomic bomb because for us, that was a long time ago. Um, they created this atomic bomb, a, a devastating weapon, mm-hmm. and they used it on people. Twice. Yeah, twice. One time wasn't enough, apparently. And they used it twice on people, and now you can't put that genie back in the bottle. No. So let's fast forward to today. To today with right. AI. Right. Well, let's even keep it in the nuclear conversation well, keep it, Yeah, let's keep it nuclear. You know, yeah. it's like, would the world be better if there wasn't ever nuclear technology? Right. Probably. You know, I mean, so think t- outside of the, well, it's, it's weaponry. Like, think about yeah. all the tensions worldwide because of nuclear now, weapons. Now, my whole thing is, we think of it as weaponry, but why does it have to be? It doesn't it's have to It's also power. Be. It is also power. Like, nuclear power, everybody. I mean, just because we create weapons with it doesn't mean that it has to be weapons. Right. But so that there's a usage. Right. right? There's a usage, and like, what could this thing do just from a like purely functionality standpoint right here's a here's an element that we can right. put to a reactor or, or something and it does these things but then it's the it's the users it's the human beings that are doing this right now the answer isn't all technology no because then you know it it totally removes the need to be a human and or i mean you know <laughs> right. I, you know what i'm saying yeah yeah exactly i mean like when you think about this I'm trying to think about this in a way that is kind of like logical, but I guess people aren't logical. So, no. well, and that's the problem. Like we don't think like that. That I wish that the the philosophical, moral, ethical conversations happen in the same good spirit of innovation and everything as science and technology, and they go hand in hand. Right. Unfortunately, what's happened is that uh, there's like scientism. I say that very carefully because it's like. The place in which you would do moral, ethical, philosophical conversations with different disciplines, people have taken science and they've elevated it in a way and they've made that the moral engine for things. But sure. science never was that. Science is really good at telling you how things work or how things yeah, are. Or, or observing something and yeah. then figuring out how it works. But it never tells you how it ought to be. Right. right? Science, and that's up to people. That's up to people. That's right. a different conversation. And so... Uh, when there's that over, when there's the overreach of like, well, this is the science should inform the moral and ethical things. There's a whole branch of science, science ethics that has nothing to do with the actual science. It's talking about what do we do with the science in the greater world, and that's a very interesting thing. That's an interesting conversation. You know, it is. That's and, like a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but that is what we're talking about. We're yeah. talking about because we can do a thing, should we do a thing? Right. I think about the dependence of like my own life right now. Like, could I get through my day the way the world works today without a smartphone? And I very quickly say no. But you probably could. I get, well. I mean, maybe, maybe you would be living on the street. 
but you might be. <laughs> well, but if, if I didn't have a phone, I'd have to back. Let's oh, say okay. I'd have a flip phone. I could do that, but then I'd have to carry a computer with me because the right. type of work I do it involves yeah. a computer. And we're not saying that technology is bad. I mean, I, I, I really want to f- you know frame that because we've had some conversations recently with people and we've had these kind of discussions and we've talked about certain aspects of this, but never this deep and never went in, into this deep dive. And technology is not bad in any no. way. Analog experiences are great. Digital experiences are great. But the balance needs to be wrought between the two. Yes. And what what has happened is that the the science the science of it has overshadowed the ethical conversation. Right. And the ethical conversation should really be had. Right. And like I, I think that well, I know that we've had the conversation, at least in the United States, for example, like cloning is yeah. human cloning is forbidden, supposedly. Right. Where they're saying, you know, no human cloning. So that's kind of like but that's a little bit of an ethical problem or question. But you're okay with it being a cow, a goat, a sheep? Right. So where do you stop? Like, right. do you say, like, why is it all of a sudden a person so much different? Yeah. And we're not the oracles of all the answers in the world. But right, right. We're just seeing, like, not only- The conversation should be had. Conversation should be had to consider that. But then also, um, right now, my children, are, the children now are growing up in this world where there's both. And right. our, our generation, Josh, was the last one that really understood what privacy meant. Yeah, in like when sense. I was well, like when I was in my home, that no one could hear me. Yeah, it now was your we, home. Now we have. Let's pull this back a little bit, just a little, little teeny bit for you guys. So, do you guys have? I mean, do you? You have uh, Brian and I. We have iPhones. I also have an Alexa device in my house. Um, I know, like my family, they love like their Google Assistant, and they love telling it, "Hey, you know, hey Siri," or. Hey, hey Google yeah. or Alexa. Yeah. But it it listens to you. So it if it can hear you say that, what else it, gonna hear you say? Isn't it hearing you say everything? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so really, do you have privacy in your own home? There's a there's a, a database called Audience Security, and it's one of the largest consumer databases. Mm-hmm. It has about 168 different attributes that you can tell about a person. Because what it does is it aggregates different systems now to talk to each other. So for you, it'll know like um, like when you bought a house, what type of car you own, where you go shop, because you have all this data that get, gets sure. aggregated so in. So it knows everything about you before you even really <laughs> plug it in. And this is the database that Facebook and Sprint and everybody else uses. Like That's why you get those targeted messages. And that's when if you're ever going to do a Facebook promoted post or something oh, else, it's yeah. like, how do they know all these demographics and why you can do it? It's because it's leveraging that information to be able to sell you something. And I want to pull something back too. If like you guys ever... Like maybe a real world example that it happens to you. It happened to my wife and I. We were having a conversation about uh, a product. I don't even remember the product, honestly, because it, it, it freaked me out so bad. But we were just having a conversation about a product um, that we like, you know, oh, should we get one of these things or should we look at buying something? And I did not like Google it. I did not get on my phone and look it up. We were just speaking about it. And I think it was like two days later. Yeah. I opened my iPad. And I had an ad on there for from Amazon, and it was the stuff we were talking about. Yeah. So. And you have an Alexa in your house. Yeah, I do. I have an Alexa in my in my living room where we, this is where we were talking about it. So I'm kind of like thinking now maybe I should unplug that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the convenience of it though, and so they got you because like, yeah. 
I don't need it. I mean, it's honestly, I mean, everybody knows that you don't need this stuff. Right. But so the, the bigger thing for the younger generations to know is that you will trade something for the convenience. You right. Always so is will. that risk worth the reward? Right. And you can make that decision. Yeah. And that's, that's your own decision for you to make. Right. On everything. I mean, every yeah. decision is a risk-reward decision. Yeah. Even a, like a left-hand turn versus a right-hand turn, you know? Yeah. If I go left, do I go home or do I go right and go somewhere else? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's really it really is. is but yeah. it's just a different, it's more of a macro conversation now. Yeah. Now, we were pretty tame in our high school years. But I mean, like any stupid stuff we did, it, there's no record of it. It's our memories. No. It's those yeah. things, you know? And I think about celebrities yeah. now where like they had like, Really, well, this happens. Like they had, like tweet something ten years ago, yeah, and it comes back, yeah, and they're like, "Well, I did that ten years ago. I'm a whole different person, right?" Because people, for some reason, people don't understand or don't allow you to grow, adapt, overcome, right? You know, it's, it's a constant a, reminder of how of who, you, of who, who you, you were. were when we all should be when we all are growing and changing. See, so that, that's a different thing because um, as human beings, we are temporal beings. We can only be the person we are right now. Right. We're becoming something else, but we can only be right now. We can't even be the person we were five minutes ago. Right. And so the, like video examples or websites, I mean, like you can think about some scandalous examples of this. It's like this is now a window of something that happened at this particular time. There's a video camera running. Yeah. And now it's, it's, now it's forever. It's forever. Yeah. You know, your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren are going to see this thing out there. Now, these things happened before. Like, we're not naive to think like it didn't happen before. Right. But it happened in a way where- Now it's like everybody knows. Yeah. And there's a pretty, like, objective eye like, looking at it. Go, this is how it's framed and this is what it is. I mean, I know that some people that we know that I've heard, I don't know if you remember this, but I've heard people talk about, look, and they go to job interviews. Yeah. And they pull up, like, some of their social media stuff. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. So they have to like scrub their social media before they go to job interviews. Right. And it might be, it happened in college. Right. And it's 20 years later. And here they are. Yeah. And But that's a big thing for recruiters, especially now. Um, and there's different tools for like HR recruiters kind of look at different things. It's because there's more to somebody than just their face at work. Right. And regardless of how compartmentalized you'd like to make your life, you are the same person. And what's an interesting thing to me is the, um, like on your device, people have business devices and they have personal devices, but more and more, it's just like the device. The device. Yeah. And well, because it's just, it's a pain to kind of have more than one, but (laughs) yeah, I understand that. Like, um, yeah, it's just your device. Yep. So let's, let's just look a little forward. Okay. Just, just for a few minutes. Yep. So like, I'm just going to take the example of how this like we already did a bunch of modern day examples of how it impacts your life today. But let's look a little forward. Like um, I was reading about how like Elon Musk wants to integrate. He wants to have like computer chips implanted in people's brains. Now, part of this sounds great. Like if you have a mental illness or if you have a, you know, a degenerative nerve condition, um, people yeah. in my family had Parkinson's. I mean, they could like take this and wipe it away. Right. But the other part of it is making you integrate with like technology. Right. So it's taking away a lot of your humanity. I also don't want a chip in my head and I get the spinning wheel. <laughs> I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to have a version of Windows on it. I don't think you say that very much. <laughs> but but oh. I mean, but really, I mean, so are we, are we as a society maybe moving 
too fast, too far? Or is it as a person, are you taking enough personal responsibility to like to say what what is actually going to happen what's actually when I happening do this? when I do this? Because it, there's still a sparkle aspect to tech like say, oh, this this is the shiny new thing and it works yeah. and it does this. But there's a trade-off. Sometimes we don't realize a trade-off until yeah. later. You know? Like yeah. What happens to all these Bluetooth devices that are near our heads? Yeah. Or what happens to the um, you know, two trillion devices that we have that just don't use we don't use anymore. Right. But they're still connected to the internet somehow. Mm-hmm. I will say this as a final uh, kind of thought with this before we put a comment in the conversation. Uh, there was this uh, security person as for like technology security and stuff like right. that. He used to work for a government and now he's in the private sector and stuff. Somebody asked him about old devices and things like that. He goes, I never get rid of my old devices. He goes, I never will. So what do you do? Just keep them? He keeps them because he knows how you can extract information off of it. So that's a whole nother podcast and things like that. But. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I do think it's probably a good po- point for us to put a comma here because we're going to start getting into way deep in the weeds in this. But if you guys want to hear more on this, I really want, first of all, I want to challenge you guys to think about technology and like your own lifestyle and the way you live and how it impacts your everyday life. Yep. And have we as a society, not just, you know, me or Brian or you, but as the whole gone maybe a little overboard or maybe too trusting mm-hmm. so um let us know we want to know how we can tune maybe a derivative podcast of this yeah to be able to dive in a little bit more yeah and if you guys and we would love to have a guest on for this one because i'd love to hear a different perspective yeah absolutely i guess a good place to do it then i guess yep. nope this is the only place to jump out i think and so until next time listeners this is brian and this is josh for curiosity continuum Thank you.